0: You're listening to The Paul Hutchings Podcast, brought to you by net, teaching you to be free through principle-centered lessons on personal development, online marketing, and financial literacy. Which, by the way, is, is very uh, common for people not to be uh, readers. Um, I remember reading in one book uh something to the effect of you know when most people graduate high school or college they never pick up another book for the rest of their lives and what a sad thing they think that their education is finished <clears throat> when they get whatever degree society told them that you know they had to get um, but uh, successful people, uh, freedom crusaders, people who are committed to creating value in the marketplace and and continually progressing, doing bigger and better and more amazing things, creating impact in the market, those types of people, they're constantly reading. I remember Jim Rohn in one of the audios that I listened to way back in the day. It was called The Art of Exceptional Living. I encourage you to listen to that if you haven't heard that audio. Um, Jim said, most of the successful people that I know, they're so curious. Here's how he said, he goes, they're so curious. They just read, read, read. They just got to know. And I thought, wow, that's a great trait that maybe I could pick up if I want to be successful. And at the time I was living in a single wide mobile home, we'd spent $13,000 of the bank's money. Mind you, we did not even have $13,000. My wife and I to start out our um, our 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 home living uh, experience, we had to borrow that money, and so there I was sitting in this trailer house, hearing Jim Rohn talking about how all of his rich and successful friends they like to read, and I thought maybe I could do that, maybe that would help me. And I remember Jim Rohn also in that same audio, he said, "Walk into any home over two hundred thousand dollars." Now, uh, mind you, this was done maybe in the eighties or the nineties, so a two hundred thousand dollar home back then was a mansion, uh, times have changed a little bit here in 2022 thanks to uh, inflation, <laughs> unfortunately being one of those things that causes the increase in home prices to go up so dramatically. <clears throat> but in any case, he was referencing these nice big homes, and he says, walk into any one of these homes, and what do they all have in common? And I've got my headphones in, I'm thinking, well, what? you know, I don't know, what is it? And he said, they all have a library. And then he said... So what if you don't have a room in your current home or apartment to, to, to build a library? And, of course, I was living in a trailer house, when I heard him say this. I'm thinking, yeah, I do not have a room in my home uh, to make it a library. It was a 1,000 square feet little mobile home we were living in. And Jim said, clear out a space in your closet and call it a library. <laughs> and then I thought, huh, okay. So <clears throat> there I was in this little office in this mobile home, and I had a closet. So I cleared off that top shelf, and I started to stack books there that I would pick up at the thrift stores. Uh, We would go to the thrift stores here in Idaho where I live. We've got this place called Deseret Industries, kind of equal to the Salvation Army, um, or one of those other types of thrift stores that you find scattered across the country. And every time we would go into the thrift store, I would be like a rocket ship uh, on a mission to Mars or the moon or wherever that programmed mission was – and i would walk in the front door of that thrift store and i would just beeline it back to the book section and i've spent so much time in thrift stores just scanning through the books looking for the books and my mind was looking for books on success books on money books on investing books on business and over the years i've collected quite a quite a quite a big library literally buying those books at thrift stores and i'll tell you that's been one of the most important things that has helped me that have helped me get to where i am now Which is a place of complete and total financial freedom. So that's why we have a Book of the Month program. Uh, We want to help people grow and expand their minds. Uh, One other little note on this, you know, one other little note on reading. The mind and the eyes of of a person seem to only be able to see what the mind has been prepared to see. I'm going to say that again. The eyes of a person seem to only be able to see what the mind has been prepared to see. And I want to give you a little exercise to test what I just said to see if it's true. Next time you're around somebody that you're maybe really familiar with, listen to how they describe the world. And if you're ever around someone who has read a very small selection of books, maybe even one book. You know, sometimes you can find people that have one or two favorite books and they just read those books over and over and over and over and there's nothing wrong with with that at all. But let's say that person has never read uh, any more books than the one or two books and you're having a conversation with that person, listen to how they describe the world because what I've noticed in experiences like this is they tend to reference the one or two books they're familiar with and they describe everything that's happening in the world back to that one or two books, the the material that's based in that one or two books. And when I noticed this, I had the realization that, wow, you know, what we're familiar with actually causes us to see the things we see in the world. Whereas if you're around somebody... That has, has has maybe read a lot of books, and they have a lot more references, <clears throat> reference points in their psyche with which to um, compare what they're seeing. To sometimes you'll notice that there is a much more full and rich description, understanding, perspective on what's happening in the world. And to me, that just that just really says that what is in our mind has a direct impact on what we see in reality. And a business example of this, my wife and I, we, when we uh, flipped our very first um, house, we wanted to flip a house because we were in the process of buying rental properties so that we could have passive income because we wanted that passive income to equal or surpass our monthly expenses. And I remember finding this property on an auction on the Internet. My wife actually found it. And it was this just terrible, terrible home. I mean, the people that lived in it, oh, my gosh, they they torn it apart. They had dogs and cats, and they never cleaned up after them. And it was just this really, really not great little piece of real estate. (laughs) Because it was a not great little piece of real estate, the price on it, I think the bidding was starting out at like $30,000 or something. Well, we looked at that. We went over and and walked through the home, and I had to plug my nose as I'm walking through this house thinking, oh, this is terrible, do I really want to take this on? And I walked outside the house, and I noticed that this house was sitting on uh, a little over three acres of property, and the home was on one acre, and then there were two other acres that were kind of stretched out and in an elongated stretch uh, down the road um, next to this home. And I looked over at this big open space of two or more acres, you know, stretched out next to to this property, and and I had this thought, and the thought was something that I'd read in a book from Robert Kiyosaki, where Robert Kiyosaki talked about buying a property, buying a house, and then splitting off the land, and then basically creating from the process of splitting off the land an extra forty or $50,000 in money, poof, just right out of the air because all he did was he split the land off. And because I'd read that in the book, when I looked at this situation in real life, it hit me. I thought, wow, I wonder if I could split these two acres off into one-acre parcels. I wonder if I could do that. And being students of Napoleon Hill, I didn't just assume that I could do it and make the bid on the property. I went to my local uh, engineering firm here in Blackfoot, it's a place called Harper-Levitt, and I met with a guy named Chris, and I said, hey, here's this piece of property I'm looking at. I want to know, could I split off two-acre parcels from this property if I buy it? And he pulled the the plat map up on, on the on the computer, and he looked at it, and he did a little research, and he said, yeah, I think you could do this, no problem. So I got some accurate knowledge before I pulled the trigger and made the decision on that property. And we ended up being able to buy that property. We fixed up the house. We sold it. We made a nice profit on it, uh, on the sell of the house. And we split off those two one acre parcels. And what we ended up doing was keeping them rather than selling them. And we put uh, two manufactured homes, one on each of the parcels. And now we have additional rental income for our family. The point though, the big point was had I not read about that idea in a book, I don't think my mind would have been prepared to allow my eyes to see that opportunity was there when it popped up in my physical reality. So this is another big reason that we encourage people uh, to read. So I'm going to get off my soapbox of reading. Read, read, read. Please, please, please read every day. Uh, Increase your financial IQ. Great book to start with. Hey there, my friend. This is Paul Hutchings. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this has been a great investment into your better future. To make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes and bonus content, please visit paulhutchings.net and click the podcast link in the menu bar to subscribe. Thanks again for listening, and whatever you do, always go for your dreams.